This week on Strange Tales from Outer Space, what from Nexus is going to kill your children? Stay tuned. S-T-O-S. Did you guys plan that? Or did that just come up? Welcome to Strange Tales from Outer Space, episode 40. As you've Yay. already no doubt noticed, we decided to take a more serious tone to the events of this week in our reporting. We didn't tell Krug, though. Yeah, no. no you didn't tell Krug. No, that's uh, <laughs> This is a symptom of our podcast apparently going through its midlife crisis. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we just, just got the 40. We're allowed to have one. Yeah, seriously. Apparently. Judge me. <laughs> As always, the three of us bring you the news and the events and little tidbits of coolness from all around the world of Wildstar Online. My name is Doc, and I have with me, as always, my awesome co-hosts, Krug. I'm Krug. And Indigo. I'm Indigo. And Indigo, can you tell us what's happening in your week this week? Um, my week was uh, is pretty awesome. Uh, I have a fancy, dancy, sexy new camera. If you can't see, you can see all of the pores in my face. You're crazy. Um, yes. Crazy uh, <laughs> for all of you, by the way. Um, and then uh, I started a medic this week because I have the strange feeling that I can make a medic start from scratch and beat Krug before he hits to fifty. So that's been my week. I don't doubt that one bit. <laughs> <laughs> Krug, I'm gonna assume it's an exasperated face because I can't see you on our on our <laughs> Skype stream. But how is your week this week? You can just assume that my face the whole time is an exasperated face because <laughs> Indigo speaking. So that's gonna be a thing. <laughs> uh, my week was good. I got to level 40 on my spellslinger, I think, uh, which was awesome and fun. He's getting um, there. I tried doing PvP, like low level PvP, and didn't work because it doesn't exist. And what else happened? There's some cool like open world PvP thing that happened, but I didn't write it down because I'm scrub. Oh, so. <laughs> but was it fun? Here, let me just make up a story. Uh, I was in Whitevale and I was running around, uh, just like doing some quests that I hadn't done before, and uh, I came across this uh, Esper, and he was like, "No, please don't kill me!" And I was like, "No!" And I killed him anyways. That was my week. You're a heartless bastard. What about you guys? Uh, my week wasn't too terribly interesting. I'm actually working on some housing stuff. I'm working on a, a bit of a dueling ring that I will show after the podcast, which would be pretty cool. Uh, I'm also oh. working on a few other things random here and there. I'm watching Daredevil because Daredevil is amazing. <laughs> hey, y'all got any more of those Daredevil oh. episodes? Yeah, you can't even, can't, can't, can't more of that, that, that kingpin, the king, kingpin passing. Anyway, we're keeping it nice and short and sweet because we got a lot to talk about this week. And in this week's Strange Tales of the Week, we are going straight into the PTR patch notes. We've already noticed that last week this happened, but we did not go through them in exhaustive efforts. I'm going to stop talking like this because I don't make my sense anymore. Anyway, yeah. PTR patch notes happened last week. We're actually going to go through the notable changes and the notable availability of stuff this week. It's a lot of stuff. It is not everything we're covering. It's like, uh, how many, four, five, six posts that are like maxed to the character limit on the website. I urge you, or we urge you, to follow along if you'd like to online or during the MP3 if you can, or just listen to what we think are some interesting and pertinent notes. First and foremost, there's been teases of the laser phaser equipment pack. I know mm -hmm. time travel's played around with that on PTR. People have been talking about it. I have not had a chance to actually try it out but it's apparently now available to test so if you go to ptr right now you can play laser tag in a game with lots of lasers already 
it's not really a it's and just remind it's not really a mini game it's just kind of like a fun little added on bonus it's not like not like the challenges or anything like that it's just kind of like hey cool it's a new toy (laughs) yeah i just found it so odd that laser tags in a game with lasers i don't don't know it's just with real lasers yeah Yeah. i I mean i'm not complaining it's just a weird thing to see hey doc do me a favor before you go over the next thing give me a really awesome swoosh sound effect and look it, we have a new uh, screen that's actually going to show you what we're going over as we talk. Did so, it work? It did. Oh my god, <laughs> that is awesome. I think to you guys in real time, but looking at the delayed stream, but I was like, <laughs> guys, it's not working. It's really bad. Holy <laughs> snap! Holy snap! <laughs> it's there! Oh my god! Oh my god! god. It's amazing. Anyway, let's keep going. <laughs> There's a bunch of stuff on PTR that is now available to test out, and we urge you guys to go test it out. The collectibles UI is back up and running. There's been some changes to the costume system. Basically, items from existing costumes will be mailed back to your player as long along with a token to re-dye them. We don't know if this is purely for the PTR or if it'll follow live, so it's just something to help make testing on PTR easier. I'm interested I'm interested to see if it will transition. What do you guys think? Ah, uh, it's costumes. I, I can't judge. I can't. I'm not gonna say anything. <laughs> I really can't. Like I, I love the costumes, but I have like one costume that I really love, and I stick with that one. So true. And speaking of costumes, the hollow wardrobe is more stable. It's been a few more fixes to it, but as always, it's not ready yet. So go on to PTR, check it, check it out, break it, give feedback. Because the better it is in PTR, the easier it's gonna transition to live, and the less problems we'll have. I mean, QA has been going really, really well the last two last two drops. I think. What do you guys? Yes, QA has been going well, and uh, I, I know I keep saying this, but the speed in which PTR has gone up and how up to date they've kept us, it's it's been going really good and it's going really smoothly. So, knock on wood. Seriously, um, <laughs> uh, I still love the Hollywood wardrobe. I know I just turned around and said uh, not super excited about costume changes, but the Hollywood wardrobe looks pretty sweet. Yeah, Krug. Uh, Hollow Wardrobe, when it works, is going to be <laughs> one of the best additions to the game. Not, not, not joking at all. Just, just saying, Hollow Wardrobe, OP. Just yeah. saying. Yeah, Nerf Hollow Wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> so as always, every class has some kind of change going with it. We're going to go over some of the highlights and a little bit of a summary of some of the changes. And with engineers, there's been a few interesting changes to them. The disruptive model module, I think it is. It'll have less support power less damage and shields per level, but it's going to actually generate more threats. And the shield that comes from it can only affect, affect the caster and cooldowns a little bit shorter. So the idea between, uh, between a lot of these tweaks for the engineer is to make them a bit more reliable as a tank. I guess there's been a few changes in drop four that have made them a little squishier than they would like to be. So changes to that, changes to flat cannon that'll give more threats uh, and changes to mode eradicate which will end up dealing less damage, have less assault power, but have the healing debuff removed, um, will give a little more viability to tanking and if DPS. The only other massive change to engineers that are worth it, uh, urgent withdrawal, the damage support power and assault power is lowered, but the damage per tier is increased. So basically, every time you rank it up, you'll do more damage, but the overall damage associated with it was tweaked a little bit to compensate. It'll have a straight 30% flat snare, that still stacks twice, and the recharge has been lowered from 12 seconds from 15 seconds, and tier four is gonna break root and snare. Basically make you more liable of a CC break. You can get out easier and faster. It's just gonna be a nice overall change for the engineer. 
There's a bunch of uh, tweaks to the amps, so they've been swapped around. There's been other little buffs been added and buffs that have been taken away, but for the most part, uh, go ahead and check out the notes on Engineer. Those are the more interesting parts of it. Uh, crew, what do you think about the Espers? Uh, so, from what we could tell going over the Esper notes for this week, it was mostly the same stuff that we saw last week. So, we don't really have much to say about that. Um, so, nothing really to see there. Moving <laughs> along. Moving along, actually, myself, to the Medic, because uh, that's the next class we're going over. Uh, so, some interesting changes to abilities for the Medic, uh, trying to make, from what I can see, fields work better together, specifically Annihilation. Uh, so, they increased the base damage for Annihilation by barely anything. It was like 0.03% and like, it, it was paltry, paltry increases, but I'm sure it's just like minor tweaks to get balanced, right? Uh, so, they increased base damage, uh, and then uh, the, they redesigned Tier 4 and Tier 8 of that ability. So. Tier 4 is each cast of Discharge, Collider, and Atomize, so all three of those abilities, now reduce the cooldown for Annihilate by one second. It's a lot. It's three abilities. So before uh, it was just Discharge, right? Yeah, from, from yeah, uh, before this patch it was just Discharge that did that. Uh, and then Tier 8 now deals tech damage every 0.5 seconds to foes affected by Nullifier or Devastation probes. So, all of those are things that you could find. Devastation probes is, is uh, hit or miss, but all of those things are mostly things that you'd find in a field build. And uh, the fact that they synergize so well with Annihilation, which is like the bread and butter of that build, makes uh, me really happy that they're trying to get that build kind of unified and, and put together in a way that makes it feel unique from the rest of the medic builds. Um, speaking of Atomize, uh, it was also slightly redesigned. And by slightly redesigned, I mean both tiers were redesigned. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> the the ability had an overall damage reduction, so across the board damage reduction. Um, but the tier 4, now crit hits reduce uh, the cooldown by 0.5 seconds, which is quite a bit. Uh, which is good, because if you're like half a second away from being able to proc that, and you proc it, but you're still 0.5 seconds, it will... Actually, that's a good question now that I think about it. If you're 0.5 seconds away, and you proc a crit... Does would an instant ref refresh and according yeah, to this? Yeah, does yeah does the cooldown reduction apply first or does the proc apply first? Hmm. Hmm. I would hmm. like to think I would think based off based on top of this, the crit the critical hit would reduce the atomized cooldown first. I would hope the, so. Then the proc would happen. So in other when words, it's just making atomized just come I mean, up faster and more often. That's such a specific use case. Like overall, 0.5 second reduction in cast time when you proc is, is it's awesome. pretty. It's pretty big though. It's like it's, I mean, not in cast time. I mean, in trigger fingers reduction. had a 0.5 reduction, and it's bigger than people think it is. Sure, but it's on crit procs. It's not on every time you hit with. True. You know. Uh, um, yes. That one. The trigger. one where you go pew 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 pew. You mean uh, quick, yeah, quick draw. <laughs> quick draw. Thank you. Uh, and then the tier eight also got redesigned for atomize. Uh, which is now there's a dot effect uh, for uh, every one second for four seconds. So uh, basically tier eight adds a dot, which is cool. Uh, dots are awesome. I feel like that's a good reason to put it into the um, uh, the field build because field build's all about damage over time, whether it's applied to a character or if you stand here, you take damage over time. I think it just kind of adds to your overall DPS, which is nice. Uh, Collider also got a redesign, <laughs> both tier four and tier eight. So the tier four, landing a hit, grants residual energy, which is uh, build one actuator at two stacks. So if you land two hits of collider, you build an actuator. Um, okay, I guess, fine. And then tier eight applies one stack of ionized to targets per hit, 
Lending a hit consumes an actuator and deals extra damage based on number of ionized stacks. So it's basically a way of like loading damage onto a character and then applying it in a burst. Um, sure. I mean, as, well, is it, <laughs> aren't, aren't medics kind of sustained DPS anyway? So having a tier eight collider. That specific build, yeah. The I, the gamma rays build is super bursty. Oh, okay. Like that's its whole. But this build is is definitely sustained DPS. I don't see what they were trying to do with that. To be hundred percent honest, they were like, so the tier four redesign is basically a way to build actuators, and it's supposed to work with the tier eight redesign, which is, uh, it applies stacks, to a target, and, landing a hit that consumes. So if you use an ability that uses actuators. So the actuators that you built from the tier four, those stacks go away and you deal extra damage. So it, it's basically building it to work with itself and like better in builds with gamma rays. I don't know why they didn't think it worked well enough in in, in actuator builds. I think they would have done a little bit a little bit better to to put something in there that made it work better with field builds because that seemed to be what they were trying to get to happen. Yeah, this this patch of PTR notes has been kind of we're testing things out that don't make much sense, uh, at least at face value. So yeah, I want to see how that sure. works when you're actually going and around. The idea would wrong. be, it sounds very it, it, bursty though, but when you, well, it the way you just said it, actually it sounds more like just keeping more sustained damage on the target. Well, it's it's not, to be 100% honest. Like, oh. Collider isn't a bursty ability. Collider is just kind of like a filler ability and one used to, to gain other advantages. But the adding that like extra little burst to when you use Gamma Rays, for example... It's going to add to your burst by, by quite a bit, depending on what those numbers are. Uh, so that's fine. That, that'll, it'll work fine in, in actuator builds. I just would have liked to see them make it useful in field builds as well. Uh, dematerialized cooldown increased 15 seconds for, to 15 seconds from 8 seconds, so it is a much longer cooldown. The base damage got increased, uh, and the tier 4 got slightly redesigned. Builds 100% actuators upon purging a buff. Useful. Uh, so if you purge a buff from an enemy, you get 100% of your actuators back. That's super useful. Throw that in with uh, Collider and everything else. The idea is just to constantly build and spend actuators, essentially. Yep, yep. And they said a while ago they were looking into new ways to get the medic to build actuators. So that'll be good. Uh, and dematerialize, I think, is something that was useful for disrupting shields, but never got really used for anything else. And now hopefully it'll be used as an actuator builder. We'll see what happens in PvP. Uh, Fisher got changed. Sorry, I'm almost done. Two more guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no problem at all. These are all weird, crazy changes compared to yeah. what we've seen before. These are interesting. This is a huge, huge overhaul to, to what medics can do. Uh, so the tier four bonus got a little reworked for Fisher. Uh, no longer requires full actuators to proc, and the refund triggers on any ability that consumes actuators, not just gamma rays. So for those of you that didn't know, the uh, ability before was when you use uh, gamma rays at full actuators, you get back one actuator, I think. So it basically only cost one actuator, but you had to have the right number to use it in the first place. So now this works for Quantum Cascade and, and other uh, actuator costing abilities, and you don't have to be at full actuators in order to use it, which is nice. That makes your rotation a little bit easier. Uh, magnetic Lockdown now interrupts your spellcasting. Well, Boom. there you go. In other words, another you're little, too OP. Another source <laughs> of interrupts. This does sound really strong. <laughs> Alright, got gonna it. Lie. So we have to stop hashtagging Esper OP and start doing Medic OP? Right? Well, this hasn't dropped yet. This is just PTR, so uh, all subject to change, homie. You all can't right, start true. doing right. it yet. Medic OP on PTR? Medic OP almost. <laughs> Esper still OP. I'm, I'm not even I'm not even gonna stand by that statement. It might it, this might not even be OP at all. We have to hop into PTR and check it out. True. And moving on from other classes, we have the spell slinger. 
like I said, this patch notes is all about moving stuff around and trying to see where you can still give a, a class power without completely nerfing it and keep up uh, and fill in the weaknesses. So obviously with medics, it was about synergy with actuators. With spell slingers, it's all about keeping more consistent DPS because we've noticed, a lot of people have noticed, spell slingers have decent burst damage now. They kind of got nerfed pretty hard. I hate saying nerfed. They got hit pretty hard. Twerk. Yeah, they, they, got, got, they got twerked, they got twerked pretty, pretty hard, hard negatively. Uh, I, but this seems they're trying to rectify it and move around some of the power. So to go into it, uh, your on-hit effects like Flame Burst can actually now be used by right-clicking on auto attacks. So before, you would have the Flame Burst proc pop on and you'd hit your key, like 6 or 2, whatever you had in your rotation. Mm -hmm. Now, simply, as soon as it procs, you can right-click in the middle of your rotation and it'll throw off the Flame Burst proc. And since Flame Burst will, will, will go off no matter what you're actually using, it's really interesting. And I think it can make DPS rotations even faster and make Flame Burst come out more consistently. I think that's weird. I think it's awesome. It'll take getting used to because I'm so used to just going click, 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 or press, 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 press. Now I can just go through my rotation, but in the middle of it, just kind of quickly right click. It's like the only combat mechanic that leaves the normal yeah. combat controls. Yeah. It's very strange. I'm well, excited. I'm, I'm intrigued yeah, to see if this see works. Work. If it works, and I'm, I'm intrigued to see if it, they're going to spread it that's to what I was other thinking. classes. Yeah. You know, like kind of like we're going to test the waters with spell slingers, see how that works, and then kind of introduce that. Because now, instead of, I mean, don't get me wrong, we are significantly more action based in the fact that we're moving around, bouncing around, doing a whole bunch of other stuff. But now you're not just hitting one, three, five WASD, making sure you're moving around. But now you're also having to right click. So now it's kind of like a left hand, right hand at the same exact time. The theory would be to keep you constantly going as a spell slinger and i believe flame burst is like an eight second cooldown i think it's not super con like if if you combo that with say trigger fingers and everything else it gets reduced cool slower and lower and lower and every crit it gets procced so it's an idea of to keep the dps going while you're waiting for something to cool down not just constantly spamming quick draw which is kind of cool i like that idea uh surge focus drain can no longer be circumvented by deactivating spell surge mid cast Arcane Shock, like we, we mentioned, there's going to be a change between Arcane Shock and Gate. In Arcane Shock's case, the base version of it no longer applies that weird debuff. I forgot what, even what it was. But it'll also purge a buff and still interrupt spellcasting. So the idea here is, is to make Arcane Shock more interesting to use in DPS rotations. Wait, but the, the current version didn't interrupt spellcasting, which was the whole problem. It just removed an interrupt armor. Uh, it's it well, The, right? the tooltip said it was supposed to interrupt spellcasting, but you never noticed that unless you were in PvP. Like, you weren't I, interrupting... I, okay, so my experience with Arcane Shock in live, my, my current character that I'm leveling is a Spellslinger, mm -hmm. uh, is that I can't use it as the last hit to stun yeah. something. I, I yeah, I've noticed that, that too. You to have do, to lead off Like, of if it. something has two interrupt armor, I have to do Void Slip, Arcane Shock, Gate. I can't do Gate, Void Slip, not Void Slip, uh, Spatial Shift. Yeah. So I can't do Spatial Shift, Gate, Arcane shock because that won't work. It won't get stunned. It has to be the first arcane or second, shock yeah. gate spatial shift. Then it works. Exactly. I, I so don't. I don't quite understand. What I hope this means is that I can use arcane shock last. I hope so. so that would be awesome. It's it's supposedly center ups. And you really notice it in um, what's it called in PvP because there's not much. Um, you can kind of get it more often when there's no interrupt armor around. But the purge is actually much more interesting because. Yep. God, it was mostly tied to the support abilities, I think, or the utility abilities, other utility abilities. So now mm -hmm. this makes Arcane Shock not only more appetizing for support healers and utility, 
uh, instead of just assault, I think. Or I think. Charge mm -hmm. shot got a huge change. So, previously, the tier four charge shot. Previously was, on Strange Tales from Outer Space. Sorry. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> the charge shot tier four used to be it would increase the width of your telegraph, right? And it makes it castable while moving. That now gets rolled into the standard charge shot. So the base of charge shot is a wider telegraph that you can move around and cast, which is really nice. And the idea is to keep, keep tilting fingers moving because if they stop, they're dead. Yeah. Now it's going to have three charges instead of four, I think it is. And when it's surged, it's actually going to pierce. Oh, you mean three it, tiers, like three levels of charge? Yes. I thought you meant like assassinate. It would have three charges. Oh, like, no, no. No, that's OP. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not that much of a change, but it's a sizable change. The okay. fact that tier four got rolled into the actual initial packet of charge shots really yeah, interesting, awesome. I think. That's awesome. Not being able to cast that ability while moving was BS anyways. But it, was, it was rough, and it was jarring when you finally got to tier four for a little while yep. for Spellsingers. But the crazy yep. part is what's next. When it's surged... It'll actually pierce 50% armor. Boom! And tier 4, each charge will then also pierce a certain percentage of the shield. And the tier 8 dot lasts an extra 3 <laughs> seconds. Wow. This So, people complained a lot initially with charge shot because it was so strong, especially yep. in PvP, that people were complaining about being one-shotted by, or nearly one-shotted by Spellslingers. So they no, torqued it down. It was, was one-shotted. <laughs> almost about that. <laughs> so the idea was, okay, cool, we'll take the power away from that, move it elsewhere. Well, it didn't work that well. Charge Shot got pulled out of a lot of rotations. Mm -hmm. So now they're looking at it again and going, well, we're going to make it powerful, but not as, oh my god, this is stupid as it was before. Honestly, 50% armor pierce and a surge, a tier 4 that will also pierce shield as well, that'll make it interesting, especially against medics who are constantly shield healing. Mm -hmm. Oh, shield pierce is nice. I like shield pierce because we don't see a lot of that in the game. Yeah, but so I, I think charge shot is gonna start popping back into rotations. Uh, there's a few more. Uh, gate is now just a static 20, 20 meters. Before every time you put a tier into gate, it would get a little longer, like a meter or two. Mm -hmm. Now it's just flat twenty. You're not overshooting it and falling off a cliff or anything. It's never not that crazy. Tier four got changed a bit. The cooldown reduces by five seconds, and it gives you a faster movement speed for two. And tier eight increases charge count to two that's so cool now if that's, that's exactly what i think it is you can yes. gate twice how could you how could you misinterpret that there I, are two charges to I, gate. I, I can't oh, i can't contemplate that right now because i'm like you mean to tell me i can start night crawling around <laughs> yeah that's awesome bamf, bamf. only twice only twice i think it doesn't I, matter i think tier one should be two charges and tier three should be three charges i'm sorry tier four should be three charges but uh the third charge doesn't have a stun component. It's but, just like a blink. But also so think like about stun, this. Stun, blink. If they're talking, that'd be cool. That'd but, be cool. That's probably super OP. But it, I want to see it. it, it kind of. It's kind of mm -hmm. like the chain on warriors. You know. So for example, you can stun someone, and then on tier four, you can you gain a, a second count, or is it tier four or tier eight? Can't remember. But you gain a second chain that you can then pull your enemies and stun them a second time. But it doesn't. It doesn't stun them. It only roots them. So, oh, that'd be good. But even think about this: if they're talking about giving arcane shock to uh, interrupt armor at a certain tier, I think it is tier four or mm -hmm. tier eight. Top that or add that to spatial shift, which gives you one already. And then now the ability to gate twice with the interrupt armor on both casts—that's five that's interrupt armor. Yeah, potentially cool. five interrupt armor on one character. It's a lot. What the fuck? Like <laughs> my mind is, I, I oh, I'm happy right now.
Ooh, it's, that's going to be tasty. It's going to be fun. Anyway, to close off Spellslingers, Void Pack got a, a little bit of a change as well. They've been iterating it since its initial introduction to the big change last PTR patch notes. Cooldown is now 20 seconds. You can reduce it 1.25 by tier. It's no longer an aura, but it has a range of 20 meters. Tier 4, tier four will actually go back to re, uh, reducing the assault and support cooldowns by 50%. And tier 8 actually increases the duration of its buffs by 2 seconds. And cool. Voice Spring simply will now you know give you more options and it can be consistently placed more often. So that's most of what's going on with Spellslingers. Oh, I can't wait for extra extra gating. <laughs> ah, that, that, that's nothing. That's just, pew, pew, pew. There's no big changes there. <laughs> bullshit and a half. Well, what do you think about stalkers? So, I'm gonna, so uh, yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to take over stalkers. So uh, what I really found really interesting with stalkers, again, we went over a lot of this a couple weeks ago when we had Moose. The next two we, we went over. Uh, but these are some definite fixes and changes that I think are really important to take a look at. Um, some of them are small issue changes. Like, for example, a fixed an issue where stalker clones sometimes wouldn't immediately start fighting enemies, which kind of made that whole entire ability useless. Super defeats the purpose, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, there was two. There was two aspects of, of it. Is one, you have a clone, and if you're not using an add-on or changing your UI, you couldn't tell the difference between who you were actually fighting. The second one is it was supposed to do a certain amount of damage per second. Um, the other, the other thing is, is that um, they also fixed with clones is that all attacks now properly deal damage to one target as stated in the tooltip. So uh, if you guys didn't know, um, of course you guys didn't know, uh, if you have a, a ranged uh, ability and there are multiple people within the same target, you're doing damage to multiple people. With the clone, it is only supposed to be doing damage to one person, and that wasn't happening. So you were, gotcha. your DPS was uh, slightly increasing because you were now hitting two or three different people if you were in PvP. Um uh, Bloodthirst, uh, which is kind of a, a really strong ability. They've made a couple changes to it. Tier 8 now procs additional damage when your foe is below 50% up from the previous 25% health. So you were doing additional damage to them if they were below 25%. So it's basically... It's a bigger tick, window. Tick. Yeah, yeah. You were doing tick, tick, tick. They hit 25 and then it was they were gone because you were doing this additional damage. So now they're increasing it up to 50%. So I'm incre I'm intrigued to see what the curve of damage is at that point going down. Um, now hits up to 19 allies up from the four and the range has increased uh, to 25 meters up from the, the 12 meters. Obviously a rate change. <laughs> Huge difference. Hmm. Nineteen. Obviously, a range. Nineteen. Where uh, would that? That was to nineteen. That's one short of something. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Eighteen. Oh no, no, no. It's it's the it, the entire team when you do Daggerstone Pass. Hmm. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, that was clearly. What's, what's a the Daggerstone Pass? <laughs> it's a part of Drop Five. Uh, what? These claims <laughs> are sarcasm. STOS yes. isn't stupid. Yes, Just saying. yes, yes. Um, um, these are definitely PVE changes. These are raid changes. Uh, increased base duration uh, up to 10 seconds from uh, 8 seconds. Again, this ability is just getting stronger. It's literally just a repeated amount of, of boost to this ability. I really think they're pushing people to put Bloodthirst on their bar. Which a lot of people already have bloodthirst, but this is just pushing it even further into the point. Uh, reduces the cooldown from uh, down to 25 seconds from 30 seconds. Will now uh, only affect party or raid members. 
uh, instead of uh, non-party members. Um, let's see. We'll keep going down. Uh, so. It's false retreat. What's this note? No, no, no. Okay, so this is my favorite note. Um, false retreat tier two through seven is no longer referred to as fluff in the combat log. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, is I'm confused fluff. by this. F L U F F. So <laughs> did someone just not bother to put in the the code that just said you've retreated back and the next damage? Just like fuck it, fluff. Yeah. So. So my question is, is when they were originally making the game and they were putting this ability, they're like, tier two through seven is just fluff. So that's what they're naming. Like, it's not an important thing. So they're like, oh, shit. Now in the combat lag, they're, they're like, reading. they've been reading oh, it. Fuck. We have they to change. Opinions. It, it's not fluff. It's super strong and OP. <laughs> <laughs> I missed a medic change. Gamma raids in the uh, combat log no longer shows up as OP burst damage of godliness. <laughs> <laughs> It's interesting they're making all these changes now. Okay, okay, I get it, I get it. Awesome. Something awesome. we talked about a while ago, uh, Tier 4 and Tier 8 bonuses have been swapped on Frenzy. Um, uh, cool? <laughs> um, let's see, we'll keep going down. Uh, neutralize, the damage is now dealt uh, when the telegraph ends. So instead of uh, it happening while the telegraph is up, it now hit, hits at the end, which kind of seems like it's just a fix, not necessarily, like, it probably should have been like that the entire time, or am I thinking completely differently? Uh, I can go either way. Okay. Um, Razor Storm, uh, tier 8 bonus now correctly states uh, that it reduces strike through by 10% and not strike through rating. Ooh, um, ooh yeah. It's, this is this is tooltip information. It was already doing that. It was just more being clarified. Sure, sure, clear. sure. The tooltip now properly states it applies to intimidate, um, which is great. And then there's a bunch of amp changes, which I'm not going to go into, um, but you guys definitely should. And then the last piece uh, is Warrior, which I will also be talking about as well. So um, Savage Strike is now – I'm sorry. Savage Strikes, plural, is now Savage Strike. It is now, instead of three quick smacks of your sword, it leaps into the air and slams to the ground, dealing 26.97 points per level uh, and 85.14 percent ap plus 7.58 percent ap numbers 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 per basically <laughs> they're, they're matching the anime they're actually they're matching the name and the numbers to the animation yeah so, if you so haven't mm -hmm. yeah if you're not doing if you're no longer doing three attacks you're doing one and it sure. does more damage and the animation is actually pretty cool it was live on the last ptr yeah and uh, i think moose was showing us when we kind of went through ptr one week a few weeks ago it yeah. literally looks like if you were five years old and had like those the the plastic like double-handed conan style sword as a kid yeah. like Rawr! and just bring it down it looks just like that it's pretty sick y'all just got led into a little sneak peek of doc's life <laughs> dude plastic swords are the shit <laughs> when you were saying Savage Strikes is now Savage Strike, I was half expecting you to say Suffering Succotash. Savage Strike, Suffering Succotash. Anyway, so, see? So, something that uh, is very interesting in this, uh, and I'm glad that it's a change, but I'm sad because I'm a warrior. So uh, both Tremor and Flashbang issues uh, where people, uh, where more people were hit uh, than originally intended. So both of them has a set number of people that it's supposed to hit. I think hit. it's like five, right? Yeah, it's just hitting everyone. <laughs> <laughs> that would explain a lot. Yes, doesn't it? 
Oh my god. It would explain the five warrior groups we would see in Battlegrounds where we're getting hit by eight different tremors in a row. And we're like, what the hell? I can't move. PvP PvP warrior, you have to have tremor on your bar. And it's it's and it's because it's, it's way OP and it's just destroying especially on like in Moody Moody um Moody Wow. Wallet Tiki Temple? Thank you. Especially on the map called Moody's Mask, apparently exists in Wild. It sounds Star. like a DK Country level. Moody's right? Mask. I was thinking that. Um, in <laughs> I was thinking Jorah's Mask. Just <laughs> on Walatiki Temple, when everyone's fighting for the mask in one specific spot, like right on the bridge, that is the best po- place for Tremor. You just smash. You just tremor, funnel it in. You 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 tear your Tremor all the way up, and you just smash Tremor over and over again, and it's just like boom, boom, boom. And if you have more than one warrior, it's just like Tremor City, and ever no one can do anything at that point. I used to so, see a lot of warriors. They would have if there's any like three or more warriors in the group. Two of them would tremor, the third would leap in, and then tremor when he lands, and then the other two would leap in, and then you're just watching just death and devastation. They were really coordinated. It's, I've seen that a few times, and, and, and it's ridiculous. So speaking of leap, uh, leap uh, <laughs> tier four bonus no longer breaks the tether. So uh, so stalkers have the tether ability. It no longer uh, breaks that, which... Uh, Good. Yeah, right? <laughs> Never made sense. Yeah, hold on, wait. If I just jump, I can get out of this? Wait a second. I have a space bar. <laughs> <laughs> so other things that we already talked about but was very, very important is about Augmented Blade, which is now turning into a toggle instead of just a one-time yeah. use ability. Um, thank you. I'm, I'm. This is another ability that I think they are pushing to see how it works and possibly adding to other classes. You know, a, a, a toggle ability where it is just on and it kind of just runs down. Um, they did it with that as well as what is the other ability? Power Link is also a toggle, which um, I think is also really, really great. Instead of a one time who's near you, you get tethered with them and have that ability. Um a, a bunch of increases across the board with warriors, but um, the they're last not OP at all. No, 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 no. The last Stop re- your bitching. The last thing I will get, I'm going to mention, and this is because I really love it, is the fact that whirlwind now sucks people in. I mentioned that last yeah, week. Let's we reiterate it. I Let's know. Just say that one more time, please. Whirlwind now sucks people in. <laughs> whirlwind sucks people. <laughs> going to be sucking anyway, going off the rest of the major notes of the PTR patch notes, you're going to have more rep rewards for daily quests in Blighthaven and Defile to get that reputation up faster. The discovery buffs, buffs you would find, um, normally you'd find little like caches of discovery buffs like extra shield or DPS stuff or health. They're going to be getting a buff. The idea is to make them more enticing to discover and open up. Uh, on top of that, PvP, a few things of note. Winning a duel will no longer put an icon on you. Season 1 is going to be over after this drop. Same faction battlegrounds are now available to test. Battleground victories will now award will now award gold, but losses will actually increase the amount of gold you had previously. So you're not as gimped as your rewards as before. And the and the experience from completing objectives in in battlegrounds has been increased. So every time you're able to successfully cap a moody mask or def, or capture a point in Halls of the Bloodsworn, or run a bomb, or capture a point in uh, Dagger Zone, you will now get extra experience. And lastly, path missions are now being removed from the Datacron, since you're going to be showing up on the quest tracker. And they'll show up as missed calls if you've missed them, or they're hidden. 
So I'm I'm very upset about one of these changes. Can you guys guess which one of these changes I'm upset about? Datacron. Winning a duel no longer puts an icon over the player. Oh, where the figure Datacron? No. Really? Why would they take that away? Right? Well, there's one if you leave the area, you get like a little rain cloud on you. But if you no, won, you got a it, little crown. No, if you lose, you get the rain cloud. Oh, and if you win, else. you get the crown. Yeah. So you don't what get did you think it was? I don't know, but I just thought, wait, why are they taking that away? It's, it's that's unnecessary. <laughs> See, hence the reason why I'm upset. What kind of be? Yeah, whatever. This is like this is like when we give trophies to every single child at the baseball game. You know, <laughs> you participated. Cause, Sorry, guys. Because <laughs> look, cause, I have a kid. If she doesn't get an award, <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. You don't need an award for everything. You don't need to not know that you're the. You know, look, look you won duel. Embrace it. Yeah, you get a, you get a reward for yeah, winning. That's just duel. me though. And that's, an, that's a small image And to note, uh, Clown Star <laughs> has been noting that, actually, despite all the changes that Warriors will be getting in Drop 5, they might not be as OP as they used to be. They're probably getting a little bit of a twerk downwards. A little yeah. nerf there. Uh, so the thing with it is, is yes, a lot of numbers have been increasing and a lot of the stats overall are, are increasing. But no, uh, Clown Star is absolutely right. As, as an overall... A lot of people have been complaining and, and, and screaming about uh, Warriors, and they've definitely heard that. And I'm intrigued to see how they implement these things. Um, they're, they're minuscule changes in, like, cooldown times and damage. It's That's fine. Yeah, we'll have to see how, when it lands if it's truly going to be a a twerk down or a twerk up. Because Well, and there, there are some things that, like, are just are objectively less... Uh, like, for example, Menacing Strike, Reduce the Heal, um, and just a bunch of stuff that we didn't necessarily go through because they were just kind of numbery and not really interesting to talk about. But stuff like, you know, some abilities are becoming toggles now instead of being, like, an active ability that has a cooldown. Those are interesting to talk about just because they kind of open up, like, oh, carbons, Carbine's, you know, yeah, they're, they're trying things. how the mechanics work. They're changing yeah. it up. And, and well, so we're all bad at math. And those toggles, <laughs> and those toggles, honestly, could be a huge uh, twerk down on the on the class. They sound really exciting, but the thing is, is that you're as a warrior, you're fighting your your um, your kinetic energy all the time. So if you're using two abilities or one ability that's constantly sucking away at your at your kinetic energy, it's possible that you're not going to be able to get those hard hitting abilities because you have power link. Toggled. I, I do stand corrected, and I'll finish this up before we, so we can move on to some cool community stuff. Mm -hmm. I always, as a warrior right now live, I almost never run out of kinetic energy. So I can definitely see how this is going to be some kind of a, a twerk to them where they cannot keep the DPS going. It is it is a nerf because that kinetic energy is going to be constantly in use of something, and obviously numbers have moved around. I'm okay with that yeah. because that's going to bring them more in line with the rest of the classes. I don't, I don't want one class that is so strong that it's a no-brainer to always have them in a composition. I don't want five warriors on my team or the other team just constantly in there spamming Tremor or always power linking so there's insane damage. Yes, yeah. it sucks your, the class you really, really like is getting nerfed in your opinion, but this is not to say, fuck you, screw, your, screw the fact that you love them. This is, hey guys, this is an issue in a gameplay balance. We need to yeah, adjust this. And you said this, you don't like going on to a team where there's five warriors, and, and that's because that's the flavor of the week. You know what I mean? That's the flavor of the week, that they're the strongest class right now. If it, it so or, happens there's five warriors is one thing, but there's five yeah. warriors for a very specific reason. Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, well, on that note, I think we should move on to some of the really right. fun community stuff. So some really cool stuff that happened in and, in and around and out of our community. For those of you who do not follow the deserters of Carbine, you know who you are. Stephen Frost. <laughs> I was like Stefan. His name is pronounced. He's Stephen. dead to me, is what he is. No. <laughs> so Stefan Frost obviously left for greener pastures, and obviously we do wish him best. One of the cool things he's been doing, if you haven't been following along, is he's created a podcast called Game Devastation, where <laughs> what he's really doing is talking to other game developers. Uh, about the game industry, stuff you don't see behind the scenes. It's really, really cool. It's on iTunes currently. I don't know where the website is. I can't find it because, uh, come on, Frost, get together. <laughs> anyway, the reason I bring it up is that most recently he's had Pappy on to talk about storytelling, and just this past um, draw, uh, this is past episode, Jeff Kurtnacker showed up for a Midnight After Dark Hours session where they talked yeah. about music and a lot of Wildstar's reference and Jeff Kurtnacker's experience as a composer and a sound designer. It's a lot of really cool stuff I think you guys should check out. Have you guys listened to any of it yet? I have I, not. No. It's really I, cool. He he gets to talk to, like, he talked to the guys from Darkest Dungeon, and he talked to Pappy about storytelling and, and RP and games, and he takes questions from Twitter and everything else like that. And he still is, when he's talking to Jeff and when he's talking to Pappy, you can tell he still has a fondness for this game and community when he sure. mentions it. It's never, like, one of those, well, I'm out of here, so... <laughs> So it's pretty cool. I definitely recommend it, especially if you're part of the game, part of the game community. Uh, Jeff's Jeff's um, episode is really cool. It's really chill and relaxed. I will add. I will actually add that to my podcast list. I I just recently started at re-adding stuff. So done. And Rabbit in our chat has said, "Hey, if you want to actually help Stefan Frost in keeping Game Devastation going and other stuff, he does have a Patreon, which I think that's just everyone has a Patreon nowadays. We don't. We don't. We don't." We'll say. Uh, do we really need one though? Hmm. I mean, we don't do cool artwork like he does, and we don't know, and we don't well, do cool do stuff do like cool he does. Cool artwork like he does, so I mean, that's a thing. <laughs> well, there is that. But moving on with some really cool community stuff, uh, I'm just gonna simply say this: uh, Lopper Awesome. Can I just really, really quickly go back to the Patreon thing? Oh, okay. I went to the Patreon for his thing. And there's one comment on the Patreon, and it's from somebody, and their comment is just, "I respect you." That's it. <laughs> that's, that's all. Is that a positive or a negative? Like, that's the kind of power that man has. Just like he doesn't get trolls. He does it. It's just one individual going. I respect you. It's not. It's like could be. I don't really like you. No, I, I just respect you. It's, it was such an odd you. thing. But anyway, yep. moving on. Sorry. <laughs> there is a knitter, crocheter. What do you call it? a crafter by the name of Wayland? Uh, she, sorry, uh, has a Etsy where she has created Lop. She has given life to Lop. It's really cute. Adorably so. Sickeningly adorably so. I want one of those Lops. Sorry. Really uh, for some reason, uh, uh, OBS decided to put our uh, Twitch dashboard up for a second. <laughs> so here's here's the actual Lop photo that he is talking about. They have a couple, actually. They have... Um, it's like five or six of them, right? Just uh, answer this. I need to go change the password right now. No, why would the password be? I don't know. I don't know. Don't know, but let's keep going with this. There's, Anyways, there's, there's, really cool. sorry, keep going. They're super cute. I mean, they're not, they're obviously handcrafted one of a kind stuff. So if you really, really want a lop, there's like one available of each. And they're super cute. Wayland on Etsy. Go check her out. She's, I, I don't even know. I can't tell if that portrait is real or not. No, it's, it's like a porcelain movie. doll. 
I don't even know. It's creepy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of creepy. But they're so cute. I mean, they have... She's got, like, Lulu from League of Legends and an Eevee. But more importantly, she has four or five different lops. There's the Cowboy Lop and the and the Snow Bunny Lop. It's, it's My really cute. My favorite one guys. is the Snow Bunny one. It's cute. Uh, th- how many times have we said that word right now? I, I-, I can't. <laughs> I can't. Like, my... I'm big and tough and beardy. It's just, it's cool. It's super it, fucking cool. It, it's cool. Would you spend $43.57? Possibly, actually. Really? Depends on how big they are. I think they gotta be, small. like, my palm is maybe five, six inches, I guess. If it's as big as my hand, I, that seems more than enough. It is, it is. Oh, the height of the snow bunny lop is 5.5 inches. Yeah, it's pretty big. 2.8 inches wide and 1.6 inches uh, deep. So if you really love Krug, you'll buy him the Snow Bunny Lop. Don't buy me anything. That'd be so weird. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're just saying, go check it out, Waverland. Those are really cool. There's a few more really interesting things that have happened around the community. And then we have one more cool thing for the game, or two of them. Yardcore Nexus. I have no Yardcore. clue what this is. What is this, guys? Yardcore? Okay, so Chestnut actually uh, is going through uh, with Kelzam on this episode, the newest episode. Uh, actually, Melzak is uh, is the name. Um, it's Kelzam spelled backwards. I know. I'm a smart cookie. I know. Uh, and they're just going through uh, his house, and they're going through the plot, and just kind of showing really, really cool, interesting things uh, that he has built, and like how he's built it, you know, and like reasons why they built it. It's it's really cool. You should check it out. It's a really fun community thing. Um, it's content we haven't seen yet in the game. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's kind of like. It's kind of like uh, lifestyles of the rich and famous, but it's <laughs> it's it's not. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Um, it's it's. I think it's really cool because you can sit there, look at it, go over it, and be able to see, uh, get ideas for your own uh, plot or see things that are actually viable in this game, and go, holy crap! Like, this is this is a legit thing. I think it's awesome. I think it deserves a sub. I think you should go in there, subscribe to uh, Gamer Girl Confessions, which is Chestnut's um, uh, channel, and and start watching that. It's it's great. It's yeah, and if you awesome. are a housing developer and you want to show off your awesome designs, uh, there is a link if you go to her Twitter at twitter.com slash ggchestnut. Talk to her, get in touch with her. You can end up on the Yardcore Nexus of the Rich and Famous. It'll be amazing. <laughs> Not the actual title, but okay, close enough. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, on a month-to-month basis, the awesome folks at the Wildstar Community Magazine are back with Issue 7. Look, Boom. I don't even want to tell you what's in the issue because it's more fun just to read it at your own leisure. That's all, that's all I really want to say. They have always do really fun stuff. Uh, they... I just—it's really good. Just go check it out. It, it, great artwork. <laughs> Again, I know we always say this: great artwork, good articles. They talk a lot about uh, robots, actually, across the board, and it, like free bots and the different kind of sentient, like sentient robots. I guess is the word to use. Uh, they go over uh, a couple quick, real quick things that happen in the future. Something that I'm—I'm I'm gonna call you guys out on this. I'm gonna call you. I'm gonna us call or the, them. I'm going to, them, them. Oh, oh, oh. So they have a small poll that they did about. That's what I was going to talk about too. How much time they spend on game, how long players spend on game, and how much money they make in game 
per hour, basically. Like, okay, so in a week, you've spent 60 hours in one week playing this game. I, I, I'm just pulling. <laughs> in wow. one week, you've spent 60 hours playing this game. How much money have you made in the you game? You better be making a lot of goddamn money. So they make a little fun little chart and numbers and stuff like that. But the thing I'm going to call them out about is that they polled 19 people. Well, that's not their fault. It's not, I mean, it's not a proper pool size. Sample size be important, though. You could just, like, literally go to random people in Nexus and be like, hey, yo, got a question for you, bro. But, I'm look, I'm in defense of this one. It's not their fault. It's other people who decided to not give their time and effort to it. I didn't know about the poll or else I would have gone in on it. Yeah, and whose fault is that? Is That's it my fault. How is it your fault? I do read, I do read, I do Angry. read the magazine, but if I don't participate, then their data is going to be skewed. Yeah, but it's their job to get this data. I mean, if they're going to go out and pull, put this out there and make this data, then they're the ones that need to make it more viable, not viable, but more broad out and more people you're, knowing about it. What? Accurate is the word you're looking more for. Ac- well, no, no. <laughs> saying they need to get the word out. Is what I'm trying to say. It's, they, sure. they're, it's their job to get the word out. And because you didn't hear it isn't your fault. It's because they, they – mm, I, I still think it, a, a small a small polling size is not a reflection of – and obviously you're not calling them out to be Stop. a dick. You're just more Does, like – No, 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 no. Size does matter, okay? Stop trying to deny it. <laughs> size matters. Look, uh, it's not about the not about the options on the poll. It's how many people enjoy the, the poll. The other thing that I wanted to talk about <laughs> is that uh, Doc, your 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 artwork is in the book, and you know about My it. My really shitty artwork is in this month's magazine. <laughs> I did a quick sketch for the. Okay, if you watch the zero to fifty live stream or the Nexus Report live stream, whenever they would have fan art from the community, there's a little title card that pops up, and it's Tony with like his jazz hands. And when uh, when Frost was there, he was in the background. I need to change it. But it was fan art from the community, and that would that would it's actually my really quick like one hour sketch that was really fun to do. I need to update that with a giant spider. It's just fucking amazing. But okay, there's so much better artwork though. Go check it out. Wallace Art Community Magazine. There's a lot of really good artwork actually. Yeah, it's it's good. It's not it's not good as the one right next to it, but it's still good. And prove (laughs) Indigo wrong by doing more of their polls. Yes. No, I don't. It's good. It doesn't prove me wrong. It pro- I want them to get those numbers. There are tons of people out there. I get it. No, I get it. And Moose is saying, there, Moose is saying, hey, they were asking a ton of times. And, and I get it. I'm just asking for a larger pool size. That's all I'm asking for. Well, Guys, and that means we got to get more people to do, do the poll. I know. Yeah. Hey. If you want to do these polls and you want to get this information, uh, you, I know you guys get more numbers than us. But still, let us know, and we'll we'll shout that shit out for you guys. Say, hey, there's a poll. Go take this S. Um, we love you, we Wild Star take- Community Magazine. I <laughs> promise. Three of us. Indigo's yeah. a dick. We still love you. Krug yeah. and I still love you. <laughs> Indigo loves you too. He's just bad at showing it. <laughs> <laughs> I never got told how to love. Anyway, <laughs> there's two. There's one more thing from the community and two quick things before, from Carbine before we head off for the night. There is another dueling tournament happening. This yes. one's different from the rest, though. So, Keepers of the Keg, a Dominion guild on, I believe, Exile. Best guild me. Sorry, go on. Keepers of the Keg, awesome game. They're doing what they're calling a series of Y Star games, not Wild Star, Y Star. It's really odd. April 17th, registration is, sorry, registration for this event closes on April 13th. It starts on April 17th. Now, you're wondering what we're talking about. This is a 1v1 dueling tournament, but it is going to be team-based. So, essentially, you get a team of three on one side, a team of three on the other side, and you're going to go one-on-one. 
Oh, like Pokemon? Like when one dies, the next one comes forward, and then whoever loses three people first wins? Exactly. Well, loses. Exactly. <laughs> so it's really interesting. It's it's much different from what I've seen other tournaments in the past. That it's been like one on just one-on-one, winner-takes-all bracket system. They're going to be team-based. So they have a bunch of rules for it to tell what's going on, how they deal with substitutions because it's, it's a team-based, how they're going to deal with the matches. It looks really legit. Keepers of the keg. It's right now, from what I can tell, it's going to be Dominion only on Entity. And they're actually going to be live streaming the event on twitch.tv slash shotcase, S-H-O-T-C-A-S-E, on the 17th of April. And they're going to be doing commentary, which, oh my god, thank you. I love commentary, and hopefully casting of it, not just commentary, by Keepers of the Keg. So they even have a little video just explaining some of their stuff there. So go check it out. We'll put the link in the in, in the chat. We'll put the link in our normal uh, Q Times post. If you're interested, get a team together. Registration closes April 13th. So just keep an eye on that. It's going to be I this 3v3 format I've not seen yet in most games. Normally it's 3v3, you know, Battle Royale. We're going to go at it. They're going to be more civilized. They're going to go, look, it's 3v3, but it's a one-on-one thing and it's team-based. So you have a chance to come back in case you, you know, lose a round or something. I think it's pretty cool. I like that idea. No, I like it. I mean, it's basically going. You, I'm no, I'm no, I'm done. It's great. <laughs> no. um, I was gonna, I was gonna come up with a comparison, but uh, decided not to. Are you gonna burn every bridge we had? Weirdest to... thing you've ever said on the podcast, <laughs> hands down. I have this opinion, actually. Fucking shit. <laughs> That'll make for a good podcast, just not giving you shit. <laughs> let me let me just derail this by not giving you the information at all. Uh, also, heads up, there's going to be a costume gala on the 25th of April with Doom Ooh. Kitty taking over, so it looks like... There was a costume gala yesterday as well. Really? On the 11th. I didn't know that. Why don't we know these things? There was a costume 101, absolutely. It was it was really awesome. Huh. Hmm. We should know more about this stuff. I mean, we do do a podcast on it. I knew about it. I well, I, I retweeted it. How useful are you now? Anyway, <laughs> we have two more things from Carbine before we head out for the night. If you paid attention this past Tuesday at the 0 to 50 live stream, there is a raid preview. So, Time Travel joined up with Tony and Sunshine. Uh, the link we'll put in the chat and the description. If you want to see the first live shots of the PTR version of um, the Boss in the Box, I forgot what it's called. I forgot what the name of it is. It's like it is the worst name of it's human. It's such existence. a hard name to, to remember. It's where is it? Initialization Core Y83 starts at 5:05 all the way to 16:35 in the Twitch stream. So go check that out. They also have a deep dive on it. it gives you a little more information on it. So Initialization Core is going to be. There's two notable facts. Once again, confirming that there's not an attunement for it. You don't need to finish this rate of t- this tier of rating to do the core. But they do have an optional quest, a prologue, if you will, that's supposed to give a worthwhile award. So I would recommend that. You can do it by yourself or in a group or with your raid. Do it. It's from what it's, it gives you more background because I'm a lore hound. It gives you more lore. And this is the cool part. A little while back, Time Travel was saying, hey, guys, what do you think about optional difficulties? And everyone went, yes. Okay. I mean, we don't have it right now. How do you, I mean, how, why would you do, how would you do it? We do. Yeah, exactly. Like, huh? How would you do it? And so time travel's like, just, 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 just shut up. Optional difficulty in raiding. We do not have. Yeah. That is is what you have to ask yourself. Because we we do have optional um, 
optional uh, difficulty with ship hands, vet ship hands, dungeons, vet dungeons. We do have those, but we do not have any form of um, raids. Well, the optional and, difficulty for those is simply do you want to do normal or veteran? It's just a static thing. Yeah. So yeah, this 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 new option actually is added in game. So you actually will go part part through it, and then uh, on certain portions of it there will be buttons or interactive uh, interactable objects and if you interact with them it changes the difficulty uh for that fight um which is very very interesting uh and it, right below so you actually can see one of the fights that they're going through uh where time travels a dirty dirty cheater and has uh invulnerability on so he's not really taking any damage but um, you can interact it and make it easier or or harder depending on your choice. But the the difference is is the items that drop are the same. The the items that drop are um, are the same. There isn't one tier better or tier lower. But if you do choose the optional more difficult option, uh, what uh, you will get an additional item that drops that is unique to that difficulty. Um, I think it's like a, a weapon attachment of some sort and something else. Uh, the other option is there are specific um, um, rune slots that will also drop. That is that is the other option. Now, he, when, when Indigo said there's a button you can press, the idea is if you've ever been through WoW... If you ever progress through Old War, Old War's raid bosses have the ability to, before the fight starts, or I think in some cases, partway through the fight, you pull a lever or activate a goo or something, hit some kind of button that changes the way the fight works. So it's completely optional, and in, in, uh, in, in Initialization Core's case, when you... Sorry. In Initialization Core's case, it's not stuck on it. Once you hit the, once you hit the optional difficulty, it just resets if you guys wipe. So say yeah. you guys go and we're like, okay, we're going to do the optional difficulty and you get your asses handed to you. You're not locked out or anything and you're not stuck at that difficulty. It simply resets and you get to try again. You could try going back to that difficulty or simply going, you know what, we're not ready for it. We'll go through normal difficulty. So that's the option. The It's completely optional and something that hardcore, hard, no, oh my God, I don't want to say that word. Aggressive and players that want to challenge. If you really want to challenge in this game, <laughs> you can go after that optional difficulty. And you do get something to compensate, but it's not something super game-breaking. It's just something that's extra for your time invested. Yeah. And, and Clownstar did mention, yeah, we do have challenges in uh, veteran dungeons and uh, and everything else. Challenges, uh, they're not so much... They're not really optional. Challenges are tied to your, your rating standing. You want that gold, that gold uh, medal with all the extra loot options? You gotta do it. Whereas in this case with initialization core, you can do initialization core as it is, just run right at the boss, die repeatedly, and then eventually kill it. Or run right at the boss, hit the extra option, die repeatedly, and then kill it. <laughs> die repeatedly faster and harder, and then kill it. Challenges aren't so much of an optional option. I mean, technically you can. You can just go and blaze through a dungeon and just get a bronze or a no metal. But most players are going for a specific ranking because they want to get an item or they want to get the reputation for it or they just want the cash for it. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, it doesn't make the doesn't change the mechanics of the individual fights. No, the challenges have no impact on the fights. It's just simply it, okay. a goal for you to meet. Cool. Like don't get don't get hit by this or uh, kill X amount of these things before the time period happens. Like you're going to kill them anyway. The yeah. challenge is can you do it in this in this time period? 
Yeah, this literally changes the way telegraphs are and how crazy and difficult the telegraphs are. Yeah, and he, and he says, you know, uh, obviously he meant in Datascape. Sorry, I, we're not in Datascape yet. You have a point that we haven't seen yet. If you do the fights without challenge, most of the encounters are easier. You can ignore some things. So that's why it's easier. Yeah, it can be. So you have a valid point on that. But one more thing before we're out of here. I keep saying one more thing, one more thing, one more thing. <laughs> Keep lying, in other words. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I don't know how to handle all this. Uh, Shades <laughs> Eve has been officially announced as our first holiday. Again! Again! And again, because everyone keeps asking, especially us every, every time, all the time. Katie yep. is just simply saying, I get it, guys. Seriously. We're doing holidays. But Shades Eve's the first one, so no Starfall Founders Day. No spring break thingy, or no fourth, no weird. It's just Shades Eve is the first one we'll see this year. So stop asking. <laughs> Which we'll At still least do you anyway. get one. Stop complaining. That's not going to stop me from complaining. No, well. Yeah, and Cadium no. really wants to just throw the doors open, but October is way too far away right now. Sure. I mean, it's April. It's like six months ago, and she every time Katie's in chat, and she, even even when she's talking about it in this uh, this post, it's like, guys, it's gonna be cool. Please trust me. I want to show you everything. So she's really excited because she just put a lot of hard work, and her team puts a lot of hard work in in the holidays. We will get to see the fruits of that labor this year in October for Shades Eve. Not before. Nothing extra else. Shades Eve. I'm very excited for the next generation of people that play Wildstar that didn't know the pain and anguish of Fresh going an entire Monday. year without holidays. You're gonna be that like angsty. Oh, I totally will. That be, like I totally man, will. That's nothing. I remember when they took our holders away. Then everybody in chat's gonna be like, "Who cares, dude? Bitch, please." No, they'd be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! This game without holidays? No, that this game would not exist." I want to be this that guy where I just have my anniversary roused hour at like year seven or eight. Back in my day, we didn't get <laughs> shit for holidays. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? Yeah. What's that? Yeah. Huh? Yeah, I don't know. What was that with your hand? What were you doing? It was like the weird old man shaky. Never mind. It's not that. You're, like. That's creepy. That's nasty. Pretty anyway, nasty. we're getting off topic now. We've just. Well, hey, that that that's the that's, that's the end of our show. That's notes. pretty much it. <laughs> that's pretty much everything that's happened this past week. There's other stuff we may have possibly missed or overlooked. If you see something awesome or worthwhile, let us know. We only have six eyes to look through it and six and six pairs of hands to go through everything. Uh, if, if you want to see us every Sunday night, if you're listening to the MP3, twitch.tv slash qtimes, Q-U-E-U-E-T-I-M-E-S. We do stream at 5 p.m. Pacific. Uh, the audio is, typically comes out every Tuesday. And you can find us all on Twitter at respective at our respective um, Twitter handles. DocQT for myself, IndigoJonesQT for you, and Strange underscore Tales for Krug. So as for this week, episode 40 of Strange Tales from Outer Space, my midlife name is Doc. Episode. Huh? I midlife. said Midlife Crisis episode. Please leave the silence in the podcast. <laughs> God damn you, Kirk. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. <laughs> have a good time, guys. We'll I chat you later. Bye. Hold on. You have to say, do the byes that I want to say bye.